Welcome to episode 193 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsberg, and this is a special episode as we are simulcasting the Format Guys Only podcast with Mike Potter. It is re- reaction time, the first Apple event for 2022 called Peak Performance. The panel includes Mike Potter as host, myself, Chuck Joyner from Ch- Mac Voices, Gary Gazmaz Malpas from My Mac, and Eric Erickson. We react to each announcement that Tim Cook and team give us. This show was a great time, and I hope you enjoy. It's for Mac has only episode number 391 for March 8th, 2022. Reaction time, Apple's peak performance event. Hey everyone, welcome back to For Mac Has Only, the show for the Mac community, where we share our thoughts and opinions on current Mac news and events. And in what some, some out there are dubbing Apple's most important event in years, which might be a bit of an overstatement, we're back again today for another Reaction Time episode as Apple unveils what we, or at least I, hope will be a fun mix of Macs, iPhones, displays, and... Yes, perhaps a peek at what's to come down the road as Apple lifts the curtains on what many hope will be the first new product introduction since the Apple Watch. Yes, everyone's talking about augmented reality. Now, I don't think we're going to see augmented reality today. Maybe we will. Who knows? Who knows? And while I've been waiting on a powerful yet cost-effective replacement for my aging Apple Macs, and don't, don't, tell them I said that. Others joining me today might have different thoughts on what's flipping their Apple trigger. So let's turn to this episode's Reaction Time panel. First up, co-host of the MyMac podcast, joining us to share his views from across the pond, it's Gary Malpas. Hey Gary, thanks so much for taking the time from your evening to be with us today. Yes, thank you, Mike. Thanks for inviting me along. Uh, good evening or good morning to everyone or whatever time it is, wherever you are when you're listening to this. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I think um, I think there could be some really good stuff coming through. I'm not going to start saying predictions now because we've got a few minutes and I'm sure you want to introduce everyone else. Yeah, we'll talk about those in just a minute because leaning forward with anticipation from his, for Mac as only co-host seat, Leaning forward at the idea that our long-wished-for mythical, magical, modular Mac Mini Pro may finally come to fruition in this strongly rumored Mac Studio, it's Eric Erickson. Howdy, Eric. Howdy, Mike. Yeah, you know what? I've I've given up on that. I did see that, though. A new possible Mac Mini with an M2, that that would be great. Um, It would be wonderful. I just, you know, I think I've become too jaded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, if if we see something in the Mac Mini front, I think it's going to be an M1 Pro or a Max. Max, yeah. I don't yeah. think we're going to see an M2 today for some reason. I think that's a little premature, but maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there was talk about a 13-inch MacBook Pro M2 possibly, but yeah. I think you're right. I think it might be a little too premature. We'll find out in about 10 minutes because... Next is the host of Mac Voices. It's Chuck Joyner. Hey, Chuck. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Mike. I really appreciate it. I predict that we will know something in uh, the next few minutes. <laughs> I predict we'll know all in about an hour and a half. There you go. <laughs> and, of course, the lovely and talented host of In Touch with iOS and simulcast host of today's show, Mr. Dave Ginsburg. Hey, Dave. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Always a great pleasure to be here. And uh, yes, we'll be finding something out in just a very few minutes here. So with my Mac Studio tease out of the way, let's start with you, Dave, and uh, maybe first explain what I might mean by simulcast co-host, but then also uh, let's do a quick rundown of what's expected. Now, my list includes the iPhone SE, what, 3? I think we're up to 3 now. Uh, perhaps an updated iPad Air, the newish, newish rumor of an iPhone 13 in green, and maybe a purple iPad, I've heard. And, oh my gosh, as I've indicated, I so hope this is true. A high-end Mac Mini featuring the M1 Pro and M1 Max, possibly under the name Mac Studio. Did I miss anything, Dave? No. Uh, well, also, the, the, the last of the rumor was, the, uh, the, the I think, did you say the display? That oh, that's be right. Yes, display. the display. I did yeah. mention that. Yeah. A, a, a sub-$1,000 uh, display, potentially. And then... Um, yeah, the iPhone SE is, is, is going to be a given, so it's going to be exciting. But yeah, just real quick before everything starts, Tim just came up on stage. I will, This is being simulcasted on In Touch with iOS, so you'll be able to hear this uh, show on there as well. That's what Mike was talking about. Very, very cool. Uh, Eric, uh, as we said a moment ago, we have not been shy about asking for a modular Mac Mini Pro for years, and now the rumors of new products are finally catching up to us. Uh, you mentioned being jaded. Now, do you think that uh, modular Mac Mini is the right direction for Apple to take with a high-end Mac Mini, or should they just replace the Intel model with a M1 Pro Mac slapped into it and continue to call it a Mac Mini Pro and be done with it? No, I, I think a modular, something that, that's upgradable would be great. Um, I Whether they'll do that or not, I think is a whole other thing, but... I, you know, it would be great to, to have another <laughs> computer <laughs> besides the, the Mac Pro that's actually upgradable, something that doesn't cost $5,000, but, uh, you know, it's, I think it, it's, you know, wishing for unicorns and. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a $5,000 Mac Mini? <laughs> uh, no, no, actually I don't. I'm sure we could probably spec one out if we really wanted one. Oh, I think easily. <laughs> you get a really good Windows 10 machine for that. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Windows 10. And, and we care why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, Gary, how about you? What has been wetting your whistle in the days leading up to today's event? Um, I've, I've been seeing all the rumors and there's been lots of, you know, commentary around the fact that there's going to be a new screen which means there's going to be a new mac mini and i'm thinking no that the two really aren't you know applied together i think that's more hope than expectation and although as eric says i think it is hoping for unicorns i really don't think we're going to see a modular mac mini i think that will stay very mac mini-ish as it is because it's never really been modular um it's always been people going around and taking it apart and adding things in there um screen okay yes maybe I, i'm more interested in what they're going to be doing uh, moving forward with any possible m2 stuff um and to hear what they're going to do L less about the hardware that's coming through because i'm pretty um pretty happy with this mac mini that i've got at the moment this m1 i i had to do some teaching videos earlier in the in the week and i did three um videos which i rendered and it rendered i was rendering them all at the same time and it handled it perfectly so i think it's a pretty good machine um 
I, I think we might hear about the M2 and what they're going to be doing with that in the Mac Pro moving forward. That's what I'm hoping. And uh, Chuck, how about you? What, if anything, are you hoping to hear today? Or do you just want to know in an hour what they've announced and start pulling out your credit card? I, uh, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily in the market for anything. That doesn't mean that, you know, something won't really cause me to reevaluate my current position. Um, you know, I think that I, I would like to see something. Um, I, th I think we will see a redesigned Mac mini, whatever that means, whatever they call it. Um, and I think that will be the, the, the new powerhouse on the desktop. So uh, until we see the pro, whenever that happens, that, I think that's the thing that is most likely. Yeah, I think uh, you are the recent proud owner of a 16-inch M1 MacBook Pro, are you not? Uh, an M1, uh, yes, an M1 Pro Max, yeah. Um, so you're you're so set for a while. I'm set for a while for that. Now, what I do on the desktop may be something else, um, and we'll see how that goes, but more and more i just i find that i'm in love with the idea of having a very powerful macbook pro and then two or more screens um, that i can plug into when i need when i need at the real the real estate the screen real estate um, and want to be at home working but when i'm out moving around i still want to have the power with me so i'm not quite as anxious to see maybe a, a new imac as some are but i wouldn't hate it either uh, Dave, the, I know you've been watching it start. We're about five minutes in, and it looks like they've been spending some time focused on what is currently available and what might be soon available on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, interesting. Uh, they're highlighting Major League Baseball, which is on a lockdown right now with a strike. So apparently they're going to have Friday night baseball, so they've got an exclusivity of, uh, of, uh, of games on Friday nights, which is interesting to see. That's if there's a season. <laughs> so currently, as we do this, that they are in collective bargaining right now. So it's really been interesting to see what's going on in professional sports and television with different streamers getting different exclusive exclusivity rights, exclusive yeah. exclusive <laughs> rights, exclusive broadcast rights. <laughs> Was it? Isn't it Amazon that has Thursday night football? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're 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 segmenting the pro sports onto different streaming networks. It's really interesting. And so to have Apple now say that they have Friday night baseball, that that's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have the volume up. It'd be interesting to hear if Tim has any comments about the strike. Oh, he didn't say anything. No, he didn't touch it. No, no he, he wouldn't do that. Would he? No. The, the last major strike was the last time I paid any serious attention to baseball. So, I think 1971 was the last time I paid any attention to baseball. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, Nolan Ryan's retired now. <laughs> Who's Nolan Ryan? No. <laughs> so, Mike, Mike, are you saying that they won't be showing Kane County Cougars? Oh, you know, that would be awesome if they did. I think, I, I think, I could be wrong on this, but I think we're probably, we're probably best hope to hearing the Kane County Cougars on radio. <laughs> and they have no affiliation anymore so they're they're just a semi-pro team so they are fun games to go to though there is a uh, they did announce apple on the iphone 13 and one new color alpine green with iphone 13 and 13 pro 
I have to say, I do like that color. Now, is that coming to the regular iPhone 13 as well, or only the Pro yes. line? Yes, it's just 13 and 13 Pro. What was the green before? Because they, they, they had a green phone before. Yeah, I had it okay. in 12. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, I quite like that one. But it was darker than that, I would say. Like a, like a forest or midnight green? Midnight green, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Well, it's interesting to see that they're jumping from the, the green iPhone 13 straight to Apple Silicon, um, showing off the A15, probably jumping to the SE3, no? Or the iPad. What There was something that said they were going to give an iPad the A15, too. Mm, you're right. You're right. Yeah, straight it's, to the SE. We are eight minutes in, and it, it feels like the pace of this event is fast. I mean, they've they they already ripped through a, a promo of Apple TV, including the baseball. They've talked about the the green iPhone, and now we're into an A10 Bionic. Um, I think I said that right. Um, being added to the smaller iPhone. Yeah, it's and they're moving right along, and that's in nine minutes. You know, I was thinking about that just last night, Chuck, and I've really come to appreciate how quickly Apple flies through these events without an in-person audience. Yeah, I, you know, I know that a lot of people are pushing back on a lot of the virtual stuff, but if you can step back from your emotional impact, the emotional impact of things, it is so much more efficient and it's so it much more controllable. Oh, absolutely. And Apple are not control freaks at all. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. good point, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel that the the shows were getting a little long in the tooth, and it was almost as if they were having to pamper to a certain audience which they'd invited. But now they know it's going out to everyone. I think it's been fairly well received, and they can get through them fairly sharply under their own control, as you said. And I think they quite like that, and I quite like the way they 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 rattle through it as well. But uh, it's looking at the iPhone SE. It looks like it's the exact same body, iPhone 8 body, but get the A15 Bionic processor. This is to keep the size down, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, looks like it. I, I, it it's funny because the, I think they must. a lot of people say how few of these phones they sell at this size, but they obviously have a big enough market they want to keep it out there. I mean, I, I know that a lot of people I talk to uh, often want a slightly smaller phone, so yeah. um, and the mini being too small. But I think also they're they're keeping the uh, the the home button, which is interesting. They're obviously, the only iPhone that has that still. There's a lot of people who do like that. I hear I always hear that all the time. Yeah, I'd like. I don't, there there are times actually when I I'd, <laughs> I'd like the option to be able to uh, open my phone using a, a fingerprint. To be honest with you, um, because. The amount of times I find myself having to pick the phone up to angle it slightly uh, to open it, even with my watch on, it doesn't always register that uh, I want to use it. No, and let's go back to what I was saying just before we started recording. The face ID doesn't work when you're holding the phone horizontally. And so I've, <laughs> I've got it off in the distance. I had it off in the distance sitting on my desk here in a, in a holder waiting for the event to start and my phone locked. Like oh, I can't, I can't unlock it. I had to take it out, take it out of its stand, bring it over, <laughs> unlock it, put it back in its stand, and uh, I, I have the same experience with you. My Apple Watch does not always reliably unlock the phone. It does a really good job with the Mac, but it doesn't um, automatically unlock the phone. It I, usually. I have had good luck with the face masks and the Apple Watch and unlocking the phone, though. 
Yeah, I think that's kind of what it's mainly for. I think um, I think that's really what they came out for. It was the face mask. But, you know, they are coming out with something that now where it's supposed to open with a face mask and you don't have to be wearing a watch. They're actually right. going to basically kind of dumb down face ID so you can open it. It's just going to look at the eyes. So I wonder if they'll do that. I wonder if it, when they do that, it'll work horizontally. Um, of all the of all the betas I've been going through with fifteen point four, that that wasn't mentioned as one of the things. But that's not the thing. That, yeah, that's what fifteen point four is going to include. But ironically, with things changing, you know, there's a new point with masks this, these I, days. So I know. <laughs> Perhaps if they just create an algorithm where you can batch your eyes a certain amount of times to unlock yeah. the phone. Right. Right. Kind of like, look at that stuff. Look at, you know, we're doing video. This is an audio show, but we're doing video. And I, Gary visibly scoffed at me when when I said that. The rest of us were just trying to be polite, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) They're spending a fair amount of time on the, uh, on the SE. They are. Yes, they are. Which is interesting. It's like enhanced camera. It's got, uh, the, the computational photography. So it looks like they've, uh, We've improved that. Going over some of the iOS 15 features we already know about. So, yeah, not um, a great deal of new stuff yet, is there? But it's, it it feels like this is pulling the SE up more into not completely yeah. in line with the 13 uh, or 13 and 13 Pro, but um, a lot closer to it. Interesting, uh, interesting comment. They said the the they flat she flat out mentioned that the I the, the iPhone SE will have updates for years to come. So that's mm. interesting to actually say that because we know iPhone has always been updated at minimum six to seven years, uh, depending on which model. Um, and uh, I think they're having a dig there, aren't they? They're just having a bit of a dig because um, the, there's some oh. hints that Samsung have just come out saying, oh, we're going to start doing regular updates on over two or three years. I'm thinking, yeah. what? Shouldn't that be normal? <laughs> So the price starts at four twenty nine. Is that a change, Dave? Do we know? It's only, uh, I think it was four ninety nine. So it's about an eighty dollar difference. That was the base price. Oh, so it's dropped. Are the rumors saying that the price was going to be lower were not true? Wait, was it three ninety nine before or four ninety nine before? That was four ninety nine. So it is lower. So it's lower then. So it's a, it was lower by eighty dollars. Yeah. Okay. No. Sure, it didn't go up. Did it go up? I can, I can, like I said, I could be wrong. I've just seen a comment go past saying that's a, a $30 price bump. Okay, so oh. it was $3.99 originally. Okay. Yeah. Now, so that's the SE done. As Chuck said, they're flipping through it. Yeah, iPad. Yeah, we're looking at about a seven-minute presentation then on the, on the SE. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was updated. It's an updated phone, so... Mm-hmm. I think they probably spent about the right amount of time on that. You know, they were spending quite a bit of time talking about photography, and a, a question popped into my head I've been meaning to ask in any one of you on this panel. I noticed the other day, never really paid attention to it, but I specifically took a series of photos on my phone uh, in the square. You know, it's one-to-one uh, ratio. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they look fine on the phone in photos. But when I bring them into the Mac, when I pull them up in photos on the Mac, they revert back to the original aspect ratio. 
I, they're not square. I have to pull them out of photos, bring them into Affinity or, or even use the editor in photos and re-crop them to square images. And I mm. find that strange. And this is, I, and I thought, oh, maybe it's, maybe it's photos on my older Mac. So I fired it up on, you know, my newer Mac running the latest edition of Monterey and it's the same thing. It's pulling them up in the, in the standard aspect ratio versus, versus the square aspect ratio that I shot them in. Anyone else notice that hmm. or is that just uh No, but guess what, Mike? We're all going to be trying that afterwards. Yeah. Thanks. So we've got the Air, <laughs> iPad Air and it's got now going to have the M1 chip. Yeah, that is. I use my iPad an awful lot. It's it's only for really big jobs that I go to the Mac now. So. Yeah. Do you which which one do you have? Um, I have a. Do you know? I I'm not sure. I can tell you, Eric, because I <laughs> I can't remember. It's it's an it's. I think it's the iPad. Was it the eight? That came out. Um, it's still got quite the big be bezels, top and bottom. Okay. So yeah. I nearly went to the air. It was it was the air came out, and they I think they updated this one, and I I, I went and got this one. But yeah, I mean, this I, is two or three years old easily. Yeah. I'm like you. I do use the iPad a lot. That's probably going to be my next um, Apple purchase, if I'm honest. Which one are you looking at? Good, good value. Yeah. yeah, especially with the M1. Yeah, I mean, the the thing is, these are all good values depending on what you do. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, I know that there's all the always the discussion about the Apple tax, but at the end of the day, these you know these devices are devices you can you can pretty much grow into unless you already have an existing workflow uh, or use case that you are looking to upgrade. And then you need to obviously buy up upstream just a little bit. But the, the power they're putting into these things is just, I mean, let's be honest with, with us, with each other. You know, most of us don't tap anywhere near the full power of these devices. No, we want no. it. We just don't tap it. Yeah. <laughs> To, to your point, Chuck, and to, to Gary's point, it sounded to me, Gary, like you had the entry-level iPad, the 9 point whatever, or 10 point whatever, the, that three, 329 It, it could be. I'm watching, I'm, wa I'm watching the um, the event on my iPad, so I'm going to see if I can go into system settings while it's still playing, go into about, and I can tell you that the model... It's iPad eighth generation. And I, I've okay. always found ever since they moved to the, the latest edition of those and entry level is probably a bit of a disparaging way of referring to it because it's mm. an incredibly powerful tablet. It is it's perfect for most people who want to get into the iPad world. And yeah, it's, absolutely. it's very rare. You know, you said you were, you, you were debating between that model and the air. And I think it's, it's, it's very rare for someone to uh, absolutely need to bump to the air i think no. that that no. what is it i don't know what it is in in pounds but you know in u.s dollars i think it's 329 or 349 and i think that's an incredible value yeah it, it is a, a, i mean a lot of people will still balk at that because they'll see ridiculously cheap um tablets elsewhere but you know what they don't account for is the fact that they'll be using this in three four five 
even six plus years time and they may have bought three of those other tablets by then or 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 what i see more often is they buy the tablet realize it doesn't do what they thought it might do for them and then stop using it completely so they're not even getting into the into the world so that is absolutely right my my general advice is you know while there is a wide range of phones to choose from depending on your needs and what have you there really are not many tablets to choose from other than the iPad. If you want something that's actually going to be useful on a daily basis, yep. you're going to need to go with an iPad. If you want something that's only there to read books, one of the eight inch Kindles might be fine, you know, and you'll save a little bit of money, but you're only reading books on it and maybe occasionally browsing a website or something like that. But when you need to be productive and have software or apps, sorry, I'm showing my age there have apps that that can actually accomplish something for you, you need to have an iPad. Mike, I hate to confess this, but I, I had bought a Fire Tablet a while back for a very specific use case that only yeah. a Fire Tablet could do. And it barely did that. It, <laughs> right. it barely accomplished the use case, but it was good for nothing else. And it is so far out of date now that I'm not even sure... I mean, it's it's in a drawer somewhere. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> and th- the good thing is I, I paid very, very little money for it, and it showed. And as a result, I'm not sure I exactly threw the money away, but it certainly wasn't any kind of decent investment over time for any use case. No, you recycled the money away, and you did so very yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Drawer, I, 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 helped, I, I helped stimulate Amazon's uh, stock price by a very small fraction. Yeah, going back to what I said, if 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 you want a tablet to read, don't buy a Kindle Fire. Buy, buy a Kindle. Yeah, that, yeah. That's really that's the perfect device for doing that, uh, and and not much else. But that's that's fine for many people. Uh, you know, for for several years, I used an Android phone, and to I think they, who who said this earlier about Samsung promoting the three year upgrade on it. That's a big deal in the Android world. Yeah, it is. You know, if if you if you got updates after eighteen months, you were lucky. You know, that was someone who actually cared about you. (laughs) If you you bought a phone that still gave gave you updates after eighteen months, oh gosh, that was fantastic. But anything longer than that was almost completely unheard of, unless you went into the hacking world, and and that was a fine way to go because you could easily root most Android phones and put a modern operating system on it if you if you cared to go down that path. But for someone who just wants to buy a phone, have it for a, a fair amount of time, because let's be honest, the price of these phones is n- not that much different than an iPhone, and and get good value out of it, It you're just throwing your money away going with Android. So we could wrap up with iPad. It's going to be available this Friday. Well, five ninety nine price start, and they're still offering sixty four gigs, two fifty six gigs. I still don't understand that. <laughs> no, well, it, I just don't understand that. Well, I, mean, I, I think it probably works for the majority of people, um, yeah. Dave. I would say, but you miss the most important thing. It's got purple? Touch ID too. No, no, pink, purple, blue, starlight. <laughs> I was going to ask if purple was, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's got the colors. Got the colors. On to the Mac. Yes, here we go. Hold, hold on to your hats. As you were asking Chuck uh, about which uh, 
his computer. I also have the 16 inch MacBook Pro M1 Pro. So I'm I'm good. I'm set to go for quite a while. So as well. So did you guys see the article? I, I think yesterday was the first day I saw this. It might have been it might have been out for a few days, but people are buying used MacBook Pros without displays and or taking off the displays and using them as their own Mac Mini. So, and the, the argument is that with the built-in keyboard, the built-in trackpad, and then an external display via Thunderbolt, you've got a much more, arguably a more powerful computer than the Mac mini. I think it looks a little ridiculous, wow. but yeah, it works. It works. And it, it's, it's an interesting use of hardware that might otherwise have to go to the landfill because the display is busted. Yeah, that's interesting. Do they have to take the display off, though? Ooh. Well, if it's broken. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the same reaction there. <laughs> yeah. The M1 Ultra. M1 Ultra. M1 Ultra. Is Ultra the one? Well, we'll find out. But is Ultra the one that was rumored to be modular, where they could stack multiple processors in series? Ooh, back in the lab. They're in the lab. We'll find out. When, when we first moved to <clears throat> Apple Silicon, Mike, one of the things that I, I discussed with Guy was they're either going to throw the kitchen sink at this M1 and, you know, everybody talking about M2 and, and the next iteration, the next iteration. I thought that that is, that is either going to happen because they haven't done a good enough job at the start or they've thrown the kitchen sink at it and this is going to be a wonderful chip. So get in early because it will be brilliant and then they'll start not shaving but you know and not cutting corners but making it not trip over but it, making it more refined which will either make it better or you'll get your, your trip ups there and i think they threw the kitchen sink at the original m1 and now they're just enhancing it and then enhancing it that's a good point the m2 win winner if we see it is going to be that iterative release in other words, they're gonna they're gonna keep expanding and, and growing the capabilities of this line until they get to the point where they say, okay, now from a marketing perspective, it's time to go to the M2. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. They're, they're ringing the towel out on uh, on the M1 um, terminology, definitely. Okay, it does look like they're they're talking about what's been rumored for a while now: the ability of these chips to. Uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, interact or communicate with each other in series. Multi-die architecture, he's calling it. Yeah. Hmm. So this is that peak, from my perspective, this is that peak showing us where they can take us with a Mac Pro. So it looks like they're using, I mean, maybe I'm splitting hairs, but it looks like they're fusing two M1s, not two, one, two M1 Pros or Maxes, but two M1s. To make it. The, yeah. the ultra, yes, yeah. I think I think you're right, um, yeah. Chuck. Which, which is no, no small thing, you know, no question about. No, because that. I think the right. the issue was getting getting the the chips to talk to each other so that it was mm. you know seamless and and gives you Ul that extra power. Ultra fusion to, to join them together. Ultra fusion, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 114 billion transistors. You know, as powerful as the as you know, we we have an M1 in the house my wife's MacBook Air, that's it so far. But to your point earlier, Gary, the power of the M1 Mac Mini that you have, and I know Guy has mentioned this multiple times before, how, how thrilled he is with the performance of it compared to what he had before. It, 
it's always fallen just a little short for me and the pro and the max answered those shortfalls and so it's it's interesting to see uh to what you were saying chuck it just they just said they announced that the, the max ram now can be 128 gigabytes wow so it'll be very interesting to see what the performance is of this of the ultra versus the the m1 yeah. pro max. and max knowing how well that macbook air with eight gig of memory performs it it has been on my mind the past week or so if a mac mini is introduced on the higher end that can that can potentially be ordered with more than 16 gig that can potentially support multiple displays more than two multiple did anyone just see did anyone just see him pan across there and it looked like there was an iPhone mounted to that circuit board. Didn't see it. Didn't see it now. Hmm. That's the ultra ultra fusion. Oh yeah, I see what you're talking about there. I don't think that that didn't look like it. Yeah. No, it's, well, depending on where you are in the stream, but yeah. So they take that's that's it, Chuck. They take they take the M1 Ultra, they fuse multiple M1s together, and then they fuse an iPhone into it as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so now so I, can make, I can make my phone calls with incredible speed incredible <laughs> speed never before have you been able to communicate at the speed you can <laughs> with the ultra ultra fusion featuring the pro max iphone keywords they put in there des- desktop incredible desktop performance mm-hmm. leads us to believe something's next Every time Intel catches up, Apple holds one of these events and they're sitting there holding their heads going, dang it. <laughs> we well, just announced uh, we uh, were faster than uh, the M1. <laughs> are, are they though? Are they? Yeah. Be- because they're not competing against the chip in, in their core marketplace. They're, they're competing against the marketing machine, which is Apple, but you know, they sell their chips generally to the PC marketplace, which is still much, much bigger. And the P- it is much bigger, but the PC marketplace is competing against the Mac market. Yeah, I get that. So they're, they're competing, you know, against the marketing machine, which is Apple. And it, But the vast majority of people are still going to be sticking with um, PC machines. So it's yeah. not like... Apple are ever going to let this go out into any other machine other than an Apple machine. Wait, say so that I again. Say that again. I don't think Apple are ever going to let these um, agreed processors okay. yes. go out into anything other than an Apple machine. Agreed. Agreed. I thought I heard the opposite. No, you're yeah, you're <laughs> no. absolutely right. The, <laughs> Apple is never going to let this out. No, there will be no. other ARM chips, other ARM licensees. Yeah, now that's the thing. It, it's when the other chip manufacturers suddenly start going down this avenue of, of but but again, they would have patented the backside off this. Yeah. So, yeah. What's interesting is, <laughs> oh yeah, all the big apps. I was going to say, you know, Intel could have gotten into the ARM, into the uh, wrist type chip a long time ago, and they didn't. And now they're, you know, they're basically paying for it. Playing catch up. Yep. Well, once again, it seems like Apple controls controls the whole widget. You know, the more, yeah, yeah. The more we see, the more that becomes important. 
and it shows just what can be done instead of fragmenting things out the way that the traditional PC makers have done. Totally. That's exactly right. Well, it seems like this this is most of this what they're spending on right now is just the chip and, and then the developers uh, with their experiences obviously that they were testing this beforehand so um if they spend more time on this than they have the product so they're, they're, this is a kind of a big lead into you know, what we expect with hardware here well like i kind of i thought that they'd do quite a lot on the chip and what they're doing moving forward because yeah. then the hardware they can then just say and we're putting this chip into this machine and into right. this machine into this machine oh, somebody one of the um feeds that i've got gone obligatory is 128 gigabytes of ram enough for chrome it's a joke <laughs> folks it's a joke. <laughs> so what are they going to wrap around this chip are they going to wrap it in an imac are they going to wrap it in the mac mini or is this the much rumored mac studio that we're talking about yeah, you know what would be interesting with a Mac Studio, or any Mac actually, any if if they could make all Macs capable of this, that would be amazing. But let me explain what I'm going to say first. It, it, Fusion is is incredibly interesting. The ability to fuse multiple M1s together to make a much more powerful chip is interesting. But what if simply by bringing two Macs together? whether it's in a modular format or just in proximity to each other, they instantly cluster and provide a more powerful unit. So you could take two M1 Mac minis, two M1 or M1 uh, Pro, let's say MacBook Pro and um, M1 Mac mini, bring them near each other in proximity, and they instantly cluster to make a much more powerful machine overall. The ability to stack multiple Mac Minis and have them, you know, a five a, a stack of five Mac Minis at six hundred bucks a pop, that instantly cluster into a more powerful machine would be an amazing accomplishment. Kind of like the old Q cluster, or whatever they used to have. Yeah, Final Cut Studio. Yeah, yeah. here we are, Mac Pro. Are. They're calling they're calling it Studio, aren't they? They've, they've led into that. He's been talking about Studio. Oh, Mike, be excited. Oh, <laughs> I'm quivering, quivering with anticipation. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mini. I can't keep my tea it's steady. It's a big mini, but it's... It's a mini. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's a trash can. <laughs> I'll take a trash can. Well, they nailed the Mac Studio part, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They show in the display wow. too. All right. Wow. 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 I, I have to see the pricing before I say sold. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. I can't yeah. say sold. Wait, we got two choices: the M1 Max or the M1 uh, or the M1 Ultra. So, but if I can fit this into my budget, that's going to be on my desk by the end of the year. Oh my Now I gosh. still have to, <laughs> as I said in the email to all you guys, I still have to resolve how I'm going to run apps that that simply can't be run on a Mac anymore. Like, like you I just keep an old Mac around. You keep an old Mac. And so yeah, I can keep my I old Mac around. Yeah. Or I could build a new similarly sized Linux box to run the stuff I can't run on, on a Mac. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm loving some of the comments that are going past because they've seen the two USB-C ports on the front and an SD card. They've said, we've won. We've won. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> The SD card slot on the front is... 
You know what? It as funny as that is, it's huge. Yeah. Having that SD card slot on the on the front is huge compared to needing to reach behind all the stuff stacked in oh your desk gosh. to get to the yeah. slot on the back. Yeah. Johnny Ive is, is being admitted to the hospital right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It yeah. That that's long past, Chuck. That happened when they introduced the, the last Mac MacBook Pro. He's still in there from that. Yeah. It's too heavy. <laughs> Now, I've just seen a dimension. I'm just going to measure to see whether it's the same. Yeah, it's still, it's the same footprint, I think, as the Mini. Mm-hmm. Just taller. Yeah. But we've what all talked about heck? that, even with the IMAX, that, you know, the, the, the actual motherboard and the guts of the thing are so pathetically small that, yep. you know, do we really need a tower? Do we even need a trash can size anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, this... They're talking about the uh, the dual blowers and the and the cooling. Um, yeah. As long as it stays cool enough. Yeah. Wow! Look at that. Wow. The whole top, the whole more than half of the computer is the dual blowers, as Chuck put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost kind of like reminiscent of the cube. So they've got like... on the back. They've got four Thunderbolt four, four, yeah, four. sockets, uh, two USBs. You want but me to go get my cube, Eric? Ethernet? It's it's in the other room. I've got it Only? boxed up in the other room. I could go get the cube was an awesome, awesome Mac. I love the cube. Yeah, it was. Yes, it had its problems, but every Mac has its problems. I loved the cube. The ability to yeah. pop that handle, suck you. Know, the sound it made when you pulled the guts of that computer out of the acrylic case <laughs> was so satisfying. Also, oh, six port. There's six ports. Two in front, four in yeah. back. Chuck, yeah. do, you, do you not do you not think they're future proofing it then? Because was that a query about the the speed of the Ethernet port? Yeah, that that was. I mean, I I'm a little surprised that it's not a hundred gig. You don't think they'll make that an option though? Oh, I, I think there's a fair chance chance of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It just surprised bucks. me that of all the things that whoops, sorry, all the things they would put in. They just said uh, with the Ultra though the two. Front ports also are Thunderbolt, as oh. opposed to the Macs. Uh, their own, their their only USB C. That's what I was wondering. Okay, well that's interesting. They're showing five yeah. displays, and also said you could drive <clears throat> up to four displays, the HDR displays. Oh, well they're showing five now, and a TV. Hmm. Yeah, you can plug a TV into the HDMI port, I guess. Now so you can spend forty thousand dollars on displays. Yeah. Dumb question. Is anybody surprised it's not the MagSafe power adapter on the back? Not for this. No, 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 not for a Mini. No. No. Versus an iMac? Or is it just because of the thinness of the iMac that they have to have the MagSafe? I, I, where are you coming oh. from on that guy? Uh, guy, sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'd hang up on you. <laughs> i got to play with my ponytail, my non-existent ponytail. Been in trained, back. really well trained. Trained, real trained. <laughs> so where are you coming from on that, from the perspective of why? Only because it's long been rumored that the, the a new Mac Mini would have the MagSafe adapter on the back. and But, but you know, I don't understand why. It, what, it doesn't need it. The, the yeah, portables per, may be, perhaps, but I don't think the desktop desktops do. Well, the iMac so has it. Yeah, that's what I was going to well, say. The new one. The new one. The, yeah. the new one is a MagSafe yeah. adapter, and so I um, guess I'm coming at it from the do perspective. You know, interestingly, of, interestingly, though, I'd like this. I'd, 
you can pick up your iMac, take it somewhere else and use it. It's a little bit more difficult with the Mac Mini. Not because of size, but because you also then have to take your screen with you as well. You pick up your iMac and you've pretty much got it all. And I've, I've strangely, I've done that. I've had to move it into a different position. And I thought, oh, no, but actually it wasn't, a, you know, a difficult process. Whereas the Mac Mini, you know, a little bit more difficult. I, I, so I was going to say, arguably from a cost-saving perspective on Apple's part, to have a stock part that can be used on multiple computers might be a good idea. However, as I was thinking that thought, I realized that a standard three-prong power cord is way cheaper than that. So why not stick it in the box? Yeah, yeah. And there's room for it. There isn't room for it on on the new iMac. So, yeah. 48 gigabytes of maximum video memory? Video memory, yeah. Wow. And then they, they show the limitation of the, the Max and the Ultra, the RAM, 64 gig versus 128 gig. Hmm. Oh, my God. 18 streams of 8K ProRes. <laughs> That's insanity. No other computer can do this in the world. How is this going to affect the Mac Pro? I was just wondering that. I I I think this could, if they do this in a way that Eric and I have been talking about for several years now, this could become the Mac Pro with yes. the right stackable modules added onto it. You want additional storage? Here's a module that has a hundred. They're doing lots of comparisons. Storage. They're doing lots yeah. of comparisons between the twenty-seven inch iMac and. And the, uh, yeah. and the and the Mac Pro, so it's interesting. It, yeah. it could actually take the place of both. Good, but Mike. I'm I'm kind of with you because it, with with the uh, M1 Ultra, that gives you six Thunderbolt ports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and what did you say? Up to f- f- four or five monitors, or you know, whatever whatever the monitors, whether they whether they are the Apple displays or not. But yeah, I mean this beast. What could they do with the Mac Pro that they can't do with this? Or what can we imagine they could do with the Mac Pro that they can't do with this? I mean, they're showing it in all these high-end Pro uh, situations here. Well, they, they specifically mentioned Scenarios. you know high-end graphics workstations. Yeah. And so it, it makes me wonder, you know, again, I, I know that there are a lot of people that say, well, but I wanted to crack it open and put all this, you know, all that uh, storage in it. Well, yeah, but we're kind of beyond that now because we don't, we aren't using spinning disks for anything except you know mass storage, and you're not going to put those on board in anything. If no, you but, it. but again, you get you get another module that sits perfectly underneath it, with either open open bays or pre-soldered in storage. Yeah, plug it into that Thunderbolt port, and you're on your way. And they'll probably, Apple will probably let uh, third party do that, you know, whether it's OWC or whoever. Oh, I was going to say, if OWC hasn't, doesn't have something for this within the next week or an announcement, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. something for this in the, in the next week, I'd be surprised. Well, their, their Thunderbolt docks are automatically compatible with this. Their right. Thunderbolt, especially yes. with Thunderbolt 4. Right. So already you've got, you know, a crazy number of, um, of additional ports to, to use. Right. They do Tell have the a nice already. expansion for the existing <laughs> Mac Mini that allows you to install both a Blade SSD and a traditional spinning hard drive. Yeah, in one unit, and that's a Thunderbolt. Uh, is it four? I can't. I don't know if it's three or four, but 
but it stacks perfectly under the Mac Mini. So to make something similar to that for this would be not surprising. Well, somebody's going to email me hate mail for this, but at some point, how much storage do you really, really need directly online connected, yeah. you know, as opposed to having it on a server? What's your email, Chuck? Thanks. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we are past that. I agree with you, Chuck. Yeah. Um, but video, video is, I mean, you know, to you specifically with Mac Voices, Chuck, video is, chews up a ton of storage. Oh, it, it, it does, Mike. But I also know that I can go out and buy a 14 terabyte drive now that is borderline affordable. Yeah, they yeah. really are. I mean, you know, it's it's not, there was a time that two or three gig cost me an arm and a leg. Now I can get four, or excuse me, two or three terabytes. Now 14 terabytes, 16 terabytes is well within a cost-effective range. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I do. I move it off to a 14 terabyte drive. Oh, are they showing a display now? Can, yeah, yeah, can yeah. I can I just jump in there, Eric? Actually, one thing they haven't done yet is give you the price. I know. The, at the end of the product, <laughs> they normally yeah. give you the price, but they've jumped yeah. straight into what they're deeming is the package that you will buy because they want you to buy the screen as well. Oh, look now, at the screen! I, the screen has a G4 arm on it. <laughs> has a lampshade arm. Interestingly, Mike, a few years ago, because it is a few years ago now, isn't it, that the M1 came out? Is it a year and a half? Yeah. Two years? Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my whole thought process was, yeah, I'm going to get rid of my iMac because I want a little desktop and a separate screen which I can position in the place I want it. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly the route they've gone down, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, I'm really kind of worried about the price now, too. <laughs> oh, it's, well, it's going to be up there. Yeah, it's in it's in Mike's reach. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, somebody said that this display was going to be like twenty five hundred bucks. No. That this was not going to be as bad as their XDR display, but it was going to be about half that. That's what some of the rumors were. Now. Now, the thing is, though, Eric, there are plenty of very good screens. Yeah. There, yes, exactly. Things. Yep. So, I, you know, I think that's a, a we don't want to glance over that, that, you know, third party accessories have always been part of the Apple ecosystem. And Apple doesn't have to build everything, you know, and especially right. when it is for very specialized use cases or edge use cases. And so, you know, yeah, if you need all extra storage, if you need multiple you just need screen real estate as opposed to high quality screen real estate you can turn to the third party market and do so yep. very affordably sure yep am i understanding that this new display they're talking about right now has an a13 processor yes. in it they yeah. put a processor in it and it's got a 12 megapixel wide angle camera dang and high fidelity six speaker sound system too four woofers two tweeters <laughs> So I, this this may very well be the replacement for the 27-inch iMac and the Mac Pro. Yeah. And the, and the Thunderbolt display from years ago. <laughs> yeah. For for this market, for you know, for the this is not a consumer device. No, no it can't be. You know, for the consumer, nope. you may we may see an iMac later, but for the high-end higher-end professional or mid-level to high-end professional, this is a super viable machine. Well, it's it's certainly not a consumer display. 
It's I not think, a no. consumer no. machine. Anyone no. who would no. purchase a 27-inch iMac, no. though, I think They're... this Mac Studio could very well be the replacement. Well, they did well, add four ports to this, and it's uh, one of them is Thunderbolt. So. Mm. Yeah, but that's just a Thunderbolt to go in, though. Yeah, it's that's, really just got USB-C. That's just on the display, though. Display I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, I think they when they come out with the 27-inch iMac, they'll probably incorporate parts of this display like they did kind of with the the top-of-the-line iPad. You know, with, they did some of the glass and the, the brightness and stuff like that, but I don't think it'll probably have all of the stuff that this display does. Oh, but they are showing your MacBook Pro, uh, Chuck and Dave, with three of these displays connected to it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Uh, just oh, check. You know, when, when, when are they available? I'll order, order now. Yeah, well, <laughs> check the limits on your credit card. Yep. They, just had, they just offer uh, black colored uh, uh, mice and keyboard, too. Yeah. All right. So we're getting the specs. So we should be getting prices next. Yep. Here we go. You would hope. <laughs> How many commas will it have in it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All this build-up. <laughs> yes, it has all this. Yes, a great display to match with any. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna, any they're gonna show they're gonna show you both in action now. The Just tilt, to show you the reasons why you need to buy both together. The yeah. tilt and height adjustment is big. I feel like they glossed over that a little too quickly, but the that's huge to have that in an Apple display. It's been a long time since we've had tilt and height adjustments. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'll tell you the XDR display. Yeah. That's exactly right. (laughs) All right. 64 core GPU, 128 gigs of RAM. Yep. Unified memory. Okay. So it starts with the M1 Max, if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah. Right with an option to upgrade to the M1 Ultra. So the starting point is key for me because it, likely the starting point would be more than enough computer from my perspective. You're right though, Chuck. Johnny Ive is looking at all those cables they just plugged into the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Spatial audio too. Seen the prices? Not yet. Nope. yet. $2,000 and $4,000 for the M1 Ultra. So they, they're putting hmm. the two different. What, uh, where'd you get the... I haven't seen the, the yeah, specs just came yet. <clears throat> yeah. So I've seen it either. 64 gigs of RAM. And okay, here we go. One turn. Here's the monitor. 1599. M1 Max 1900, uh, 1999 and 3999 for the M1 Ultra. Everything can be ordered today, too. Hmm. Display is fifteen nine nine. Oh, that's 599, awesome. Yeah. That's good. Hmm. Well, it's a adapter that sold me. Oh, that, if you want that adapter, Mike, that's going to cost you an extra grand, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? $19.99, not the a bad model. starting point. That's the M1 no. Max. Oh, it, I can yeah. see it, you've oh, already got that. Mike's already got, to go. 
That's, that's for that, another day. That's for another day. That was the big tease for the Mac <laughs> Pro, Mike. Yeah. The Mac Pro. There's the a Mac one Pro more is thing. Coming. Really? Yep. You're, you've already got your uh, numbers sheet out, looking at the numbers and the figures. Yeah. <laughs> I can see. Crashing those numbers. I am crunching the numbers. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can crunch the numbers all I want to. It's still not in the budget at the moment, but I can I can start to take all those penny jars we have collected around the house yeah. <laughs> and see what I have in each of those. Can I say though that that screen, Eric, it, you said yeah, not so bad, but it is it is still a, a twenty-seven inch screen, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay, guys. Well, just just, mm, just get two I, of them, and then you got. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's still still cheaper than the. the the high-end one. That's yeah. That's a good point, David. Two of those is cheaper than the, uh, yeah. the XDR. Thirty-two inch. Yeah. So right now I've got it as us at fifty-seven minutes. Yeah, and, I think we're and wrap it looks up like here. Tim is wrapping up. It sure does. He is. He's going. See, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I get wow. to enjoy, I'm watching on YouTube, so I get to enjoy Tim's lovely visage for at least another 20 seconds past, <laughs> past you. So is it, the, the, the display is 1600, but then the stand will be another grand. Is that it? <laughs> no, the wheels, the wheels. Yeah. You, have, wheels. To, you have to get the wheels for the, the monitor. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that it. Was quite interesting, yeah. quite good. Yeah. 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 It's what we wanted. It's what we wanted. I, I love the tease. The tease was the fun part. That's, yeah. that's for yeah. another day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first Eric. Time I've seen them do that. But it, but it is interesting. I mean, I don't guess there's any, there's no chance that this could spell the end of the, no, never mind. That doesn't make any sense. The we, end we of. We have to see a 27 inch iMac with an M. M series chip in it no in pretty did, short no, so order. did that i missed it did they seriously tease that there's still more to come with a mac pro yes. Mac pro yeah okay yep. so then that that stands to reason that this will not be the replacement that i was speculating earlier the replacement for the 27 inch the replacement for the mac pro no. we still have a mac pro coming we'll still have a 27 inch iMac coming i Makes agree sense. i agree chuck we still yeah. have that we still have that coming probably summer june i you know i don't know i mean i possibly a dub dub but i kind of yeah. don't think i kinda, i almost feel like that may be just a tuesday morning announcement that um yeah. you know, press release that you know we've we've taken the the m1 imac and we've upped it to 20 27 inches and maybe we have an option for the the other m uh, m1 chips right you know, just as, as sort of a, not quite an afterthought, because I think that's a machine that if you're tied to a desk at an office, that's going to be a machine you want. I'm not sure the 21 inches is, is, is adequate, at least not in my mind. I think the right most now. important takeaway here is if you still want a Mac with upgradable memory, you can still buy one new with warranty from Apple in the guise of a 27 inch iMac or a Mac Pro. So this is still your chance if you want a Mac with upgradable <laughs> memory that and you a can hard do drive afterwards. you can replace yeah. when, or, or storage, I should say, when that you can replace when the time comes, you can still get one. Yeah. 
go. <laughs> no, for for the, for the money, it 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 doesn't it just doesn't make sense to get the 27 inch iMac at this point. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not at all. no. Not, well, I'm... Mike, not unless you have one of the use cases you're talking about where you have something that you're going to need to run for a a protracted period of time into the future until something else supports it. Then it may make perfect sense to get a nice, bright, shiny new and take good care of it because you know that there are going to be plenty of software updates for, you know, what, two, three, four, five years? At least. Yeah. So, at this point, yeah, at least. They have to. They have to continue yeah. supporting it for at least that long. Yeah, so if you need an Intel Mac, now's as good, as good a time as any to buy it be before they announce they're not making them anymore. But you can feel pretty... So but again, in my mind, you would have to have a very specific use case because otherwise... The M1 21-inch iMac runs will run circles around the Intel. 24-inch. What did I say? 24. I'm sorry. I said 20 or 24. Yes. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I, I was not as impressed. I set up a client's 24-inch iMac, and it, it's great. But I was not as impressed with it as I thought I would be. It did have some instances of stuttering. It, it wasn't quite the smooth powerhouse that I kind of thought it might be uh it it was fine it was absolutely fine now they did go a little on the low end that that particular client went with an 8 gig and 256 gig of storage so it wasn't a super high-end powerhouse by any means they only have the right. option to go to 16 but i didn't ex or i have not experienced the same kind of stuttering and slowdowns with the macbook air that we have here in the house so i attribute that a little to driving the larger display but I could be wrong on that. I don't know. I, I, I was not as, it's a nice machine. Beautiful machine. Oh, yeah. But I would hold out for more at this point. Mike, shall I give you a maxed out um, Mac Mini UK price? Which at the <laughs> moment, which at the moment is pretty similar to the US price, to be honest. You with. know, I'm refreshing the page on Apple's site and this, the Max well, videos. I'm there. I'm, we're ahead of you over here. It, no, it's, you know. I'm on <laughs> Apple's website. Oh, yeah, you are. So you're six hours ahead. So am I. Yeah, so you're six hours ahead, so aren't you? So am I on Apple. Well, let me give you it then. Let me All give right. it to you. So M1 Ultra, 20-core CPU, 64-core GPU, 32-core neural engine, 128-gig unified um, memory, 8-terabyte SSD. That's all I've gone for, 7999 There you oh. go. Good deal. Nothing. Good deal. Pocket change. But, yeah. but in that category, I mean, think oh, about yeah. it. Is I'm a good not deal. Complain no, I'm yeah. not complaining. Yeah. That, that's not complaining. That's It's crazy for us, but yeah, know, yeah. For, but, but, for a graphics but workstation? If you want the standard one, Mike, they're giving you four chip uh, options. Hmm. So uh, Apple M1 Max with 10 core, Apple M1 Max with, uh, sorry, that's got 24 core GPU, 16 core neural engine, or you can go for a 10 core again, 32 with 32 core GPU, um, or you then, it then ups it to um, Apple M1 Ultra 20 core CPU with 48 core GPU, 32 core neural engine. And then the top end is Apple M1 Ultra with 20-core CPU, 64-core GPU, 32-core neural engine. 
the difference between those so it's 64 and that goes obviously the first one um is standard price and it goes plus 200 pounds 1400 pounds 2400 pounds up in price Oh, what the heck! You can just buy, put it on your Apple card. You'll get another three percent cash back. No, it's it, yeah. <laughs> it, it starts the nineteen ninety nine starts with the M one Max, though, correct? M one Max, yes, correct. Ten core CPU, twenty four core GPU, sixteen core neural engine. Do I have the order of these correctly? The lower end is the Pro, and the higher end is the Max, or is it the other way? Yes. It, the lower end's the Pro, higher end's the Max. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yes. All right. So starting yes. with the higher, other than the Ultra, it's starting with the higher end of the M1 line. Right. So, so it's it's Pro M1 Max, Max Ultra. Yes, correct. Okay. I want to get that studio display. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. <laughs> when you comp- it is. Are you guys on the U.S. Apple site? I'm not getting the Max uh, Studio yet. It's, it's yep. not, yeah. It's not there. It's yet. up for me. It's up for me. You maybe try it again. It is up for you? It is. I just did a force refresh. Yeah. It's not coming up. Because I'm just looking yeah. at the studio display now. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. I, a minute ago, I thought I saw the display, but I don't see it now. And I don't see the uh, the M1, the, the the studio yet either. You know, when I when I compare that Mac Studio to a MacBook Pro... If we go to the 16-inch MacBook Pro, or heck, even the 14-inch, quite honestly, they start at $19.99 with 16 gig of memory and 512 storage. And that's with the Pro. That's with the M1 Pro. And so if we go with the M1 Max, that's a $500 bump on the 14-inch MacBook Pro. And what is what is the... Um, it starts at 32. It's got the 32... 512 storage for 1999. The 14-inch MacBook Pro is 2899. So you've got a you've got the opportunity to purchase your own gorgeous display, whether it's the new display from Apple or not. A Mac Studio. Oh, here's a question. Since I can't see it yet, uh, Gary, does the Mac Studio come with a keyboard and mouse, or is it like the Mac Mini and it does not come with a keyboard and mouse? Uh, no, I'm not seeing. Um, any extras? Let me just go back into it. Because um, that—that was oh, there it is. Now it's never, up there now. Never used to. No, it's not. No. What's in the box? A plug and the Mac Studio. Yeah. See that—that's a little bit of a mistake on Apple's part, I think. The—the the idea with the Mac Mini was to replace a, a desktop PC you had in the house. You already have a keyboard. You already have a mouse. That was always—that was the original thinking by not including a keyboard and mouse with it, and it just kind of stuck. But with something yeah. like a studio, I'm thinking that a keyboard you, and mouse should do, be part do you of that. Think, do you think that somebody who's new to computing is going to buy this or someone who's No, 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 they're not. Absolutely. And that, that's why so, I think the keyboard and mouse should be so, included. Someone who's already got this. Yeah. Yeah, but you sell yeah. your old equipment, don't you? So if you're going to sell your old equipment, aren't you going to sell the keyboard and mouse with it? I, I've done and, that I, and, I and then just bought a new one. But if they're they're calling this the Mac Studio, so I'm deeming that they are aiming this at smaller businesses, and those folks are just going to keep hold of their keyboard. Mm. Fair point. If you uh, the site's up now, they've got all the information there. If you notice under iMac, notice there's only a 24 inch mentioned. 
Really? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Really? Oh, that's mm. interesting. Well, I buy from the refurb store anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> David, you know what? You're right. I mean, there there is yeah. no Intel iMac here anymore. No, even on the Mac Mini. Mike, you better wow. get out there and grab one. Don't fool around. Because <clears throat> they were selling uh, the... Uh, oh, no, they still have the Mac Mini, the, the uh, Core i5. Yeah, they're still, the Mac Mini is still on there. Yeah, but the <clears throat> iMac is gone. So knowing, knowing the performance of an M1, forget the Pro, forget the Max, Ultra, all that, knowing the performance of an M1, as you said earlier, Gary, with editing the videos you had to do, I know uh, a guy's been doing that same thing. Um, others have had M1s and have been very happy with that MacBook Air. Uh, knowing the performance of the standard M1 with 8 gig of memory, I think, you know, and the and the the Mac starts with 32. Can I say? Can I say I've got 16 gig on mine? Mike. Sure, I think that's a necessity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I have too. Yeah. yeah, but knowing how well it performs with eight. My yeah. Mac Minis have eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perform yeah. fine. Yeah, this is starting at 32, so if yeah, I, do, I see where you're going. Yeah, if you do two yeah. bumps, two bumps on the standard Mac Studio, bump it to the M1 Max with 32 core GPU, and even that, I'm, I argue, is not necessary. Nope. But start, you know, do that bump, and then bump from 512 to a terabyte of storage as the base. 26. You're at 2399. Oh, so, you so, yeah, you, you go into the. You're at yeah. twenty three ninety nine, and, and you know, let's not bump anything else because I still got to buy that keyboard and mouse. <laughs> <laughs> because you haven't, because you haven't got any, have you? You Mark? haven't got one. <laughs> <laughs> but those, those two bumps, twenty three ninety nine for the the power that this brings to the desktop. That's a good value. Yeah. That is a good value. If I were to do it, I'd bump it just one terabyte behind me. 32 gigs of RAM is more than enough. Yeah, I think so. So you got 200 bucks to, the one, to one terabyte. This this absolutely fits in that slot that we talked about when the Mac Pro was introduced. The new Mac Pro was introduced and said, why can't they make it a little bit more modular and start on the lower end? Right. Mm-hmm. Why can't, you know, why can't, why do they have to start at, was it $5,000 or whatever it is? Why can't they start at something that's at that $2,400 mark that the old Mac Pros used to be at? Have, have Apple grown ears? <laughs> I'm thinking they have. <laughs> I really think they have. I mean, look at the new MacBook Pros. Look at what they're they're bringing to the desk with the Mac Studio. They have absolutely grown ears and they're listening to their customer base. And they've made some important internal changes that in the past might have restricted them from making some of the moves that they're making now. My only question would be is, um, and I wasn't around in the Mac world when they had lots and lots of different variants, as long as they don't go down that avenue. Yeah. Right, right. I'm not saying they have, but that's the one thing they've got to be careful of. of I'm sorry, I missed that. Lots of different what? Lots of different Mac variants to choose from. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. No. Yeah. Have you have you ever shopped Dell's site? Oh yeah. <laughs> you, you, all I want it's is a freaking. Fun. I just want it's, a freaking fifteen-inch Dell notebook computer. 
And you get no, like 300 no options. <laughs> I, I do it every day, Mike, and on, I, on, the, on the enterprise side. So, yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. There's far too many ways of configuring a 15 inch. It, not to mention that they have four base models, <laughs> and they're all virtually identical. When, when you look at them on the surface, one's the 3000 series, you got the 5000 series, the 7000 series, and then you've got, what do you have after that, Dave? Those are the three core, you know, business yeah. series notebooks. Latitude, yeah. They're it's all basically the, the same series, computer. What, 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 7000 series is what I use, yeah. That, that's the way the, the Mac was back in the 90s, too. They, they had basically similar computers with different monikers on them, and you didn't really know which was which. And yeah, it's it's still not like that now. So, but you know, I mean, uh, I know that that a, a, at least a couple of us on this panel could make use of this system, but none of us really, honest to God, need it. Right. E even yeah. even at the at the base level, you know, would it be nice to have? Sure, but you know, yeah. to really be able to have uh, have, let's see, how how do I want to say this? To be able to have the price justify what we could do with it but if you are do, using do, in, involved in any of the use cases that we saw in the videos this would be a no-brainer yeah. oh for in, sure in fact yeah. a, to, a bump up to even the top end would be a no-brainer with with yeah. a couple studio displays would be a no-brainer so you know as much I, i've said this a number of times you know we all have to get used to the idea that we are not the pros that they are building these things Great. for anymore. We, you know, we are we we may be prosumers, but you know, this is for the real big boys who really right. need the stuff. Right. No, but I, okay, I, I know I know exactly what you're saying. I don't. No, I don't need a Mac Studio with that amount of power in it. You know, we've all said that entry level one is more than enough for, I think, any of the five of us here. More than enough. However, me. I need more than what the M1 can bring me. And that is one of the big reasons I've held off purchasing one. If they could take the M1 Pro, I don't even care about the Max. If they could take the M1 Pro and make it as an option on the standard Mac Mini, and I could go from that $699 to, say, $1299, that would suit my needs. But Apple's not going down that path. So Ooh, my yet. option is M1, which which out of the box doesn't really do enough for me. An M1 24-inch iMac or Mac Mini or Mac Studio. That's it. Those are my options. Uh, not necessarily, Mike, because what about why, why wouldn't you go with an M1 Pro? Excuse me, a MacBook Pro M1 whichever M you want Too expensive. to upgrade to. It's out, way out of my Pro. budget. We just said the the 14-inch MacBook Pro with with the specs I need is $2,900. This is $1,000 well, less than that. Well, then you need to up your budget. And it, But but the I don't need a portable. <laughs> I don't need a portable. Well, I, need a desk, okay. I need a desktop computer. Okay, then in that case, you just need to wait a little longer. Because I don't think there's any, I mean, uh, I don't think there's any question that that will come at some point, you know. And I and I don't think there's any question that we'll see an, an M1 iMac, excuse me, an M1, yeah, I said it right, M1 iMac with 
Pro and Max options. Yeah, but they'll also yeah. be 1999 if not more. Well, maybe so, but you know, I mean, that's the price. No, and I'm not that's why I'm, that's my point. I'm not complaining about the price. I do think that there is a room in it. I'd I'll I'll go out on the limb and say at least half of us on this panel could benefit from the Mac Studio over an M1 Mac Mini or an M1 yeah. 24-inch yeah. iMac. Yeah. yeah, if if those are our only choices. And they are. We yes, don't have right any now. other yeah. choices. That's our only right. choices. But right now, I mean, you know, we we keep saying this all the time that we we pass these judgments at a point in time. And, you know, because we aren't getting what needs, suits our needs right now, we get cranky about it. But, well, you know, give it a month, two Jeff months, three months. just call me cranky. <laughs> well, he's right. No, but it's been, it's been, well, it's been a backup, Eric. Well, yeah. let's, let's put it this way. It's been two years. It's been two years and we've, we've not, we've not been handed anything more than the M1 Mac mini. So the next step is the Mac studio. I think the Mac right. studio is awesome. I do. I think it's, I think it's perfect for my needs. You're and basically it, buying a Mac mini size machine with two whopping great fans on top of it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They say it's quiet, but hmm. you know, for, <laughs> for 1999, I think it's a great deal for my need. Now I don't have that in my budget right now, but when I'm, right. when yeah. I do have that in my budget, that's the machine I'm going to get. Now I know what I can get. See, that's the thing. Now I know. I've been in this this vague land of what yeah, am I going to do? Yeah, I need to yeah, get a new machine. Right. Yeah, yeah. But what am I going to do? Because these don't really suit my needs. Well, now I have something that suits my need, and I have something I can aim for. I can have some. I have something I can save for. And and to Dave's point on the quiet bit, um, I think that's why they are so big, Dave. So those right. fans don't have to go fast. Yeah, they could just run smooth, so it's it can be air. quiet, so it can be quieter and just move the the mass of air that it needs to move. Yeah, yeah, it's it's in your your future, Mike. I can Absolutely. see it in your eyes. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I this is this <laughs> now this now I have a machine. I can I can say that's my goal right there. That's the one I we, want to get. Yeah, we are all so looking forward to all of the um the tests that are going to be coming out and all. Get off my lawn, Chuck. though you might you might be surprised but if i didn't feel the need to for the portability i mean i would be seriously looking and 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 if i hadn't spent the money on the uh the the, (laughs) The 16 16 inch inch, um you know yeah this would be a very viable machine and in a lot of ways it would be superior to my macbook pro but I don't have the portability issue, and because and, Gaz brought it up real well, you know, t- even toting an iMac. I mean, I've seen people drag iMacs into coffee shops, which is really stupid looking. <laughs> I've but, seen that. You know, people do yeah. it. Um, but yeah. here, oh, you I've really seen don't. it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah but you Starbucks don't have, and you got your big giant iMac with you. <laughs> yeah, but you don't have the option here to do that. So no. you know, this is for a very specific, somebody who's who's desk bound, um, who needs the juice, and if you. You know, I for a while I was at the top of the heap on the on the processor. Now I'm not anymore. But that's the way the whole thing goes. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's keep up. Interestingly, yeah. Mike, the M1 Ultra weighs two pounds more than the M1 Max. Whoa, <laughs> that's interesting. Why? Really? Heat sink, extra fans. Heat sink, yeah. Possibly. 
Yeah. Wow. Two point. Oh. It's yeah. Five point nine pounds for the M1 um, Ultra Max, and for the M1 Ultra, seven point nine pounds. Hmm. That's really interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it, I'm with you, Chuck. I I have the 16 inch uh, M1 Max, and you know the same thing. I I wanted the portability, and I I don't know if I'd have known they were going to come out with this. I don't know if I would have waited or not, but um, yeah. you know I I do Port- I really portability. portability is just great, mm-hmm. and to have the kind of power that it has. And, yeah, and in my in my case, I just just couldn't justify getting the Max. I was happy. I mean, I had. The Core i9, the 15-inch MacBook Pro before, and then I traded that in. And just the M1 Pro was just fine for me. Max is just a little, a little out of my budget, and uh, I yeah. think this was just perfectly fine. I'm I'm very happy with my choice. And just I just realized, remembered to Chuck's point, no option on the Ethernet port upgrade. Oh. Ten, mm. ten gigabyte only. Mm. Is, I thought I thought the old Mac Mini they were offering a one gig uh, uh, Ethernet, and then you could upgrade to ten gigs. If yeah, you they had to. one and ten. Right, but through the Thunderbolt ports, if you add a dock or something, you'll be able to get that hundred right. if you need it. So here we got, we're right back to the to the same discussion. You know, if you have the need, there's a way around maybe the limitation. <clears throat> it just didn't need to be built in. Yeah. And, you know, and the thing that I have to keep thinking about too is I need, if I'm going to upgrade my Macs, I need to replace them in two locations. This isn't mm-hmm. a single location option for me. So this does give me the option, however, to say, you know what, the Mac Mini is a powerful machine. It doesn't suit my needs here where I do all my Final Cut editing, but it would more than suit my needs at the office where I have a 2012 Core i5 iMac. And I do very little video editing. I do very little other than standard office work on that one. Whereas here, I, I've, for whatever reason, I have picked my home office to be the place where I do my Final Cut Pro editing. So this is where I can use the Mac Studio, get an inexpensive Mac Mini for the office. I'm well under, well under $3,000 to replace both. Sure. Or you could buy one of our laptops and carry it no, back and forth. No, no, no. You know what? <laughs> I, I, I can't be productive. I can't be super productive on a laptop. I, I just okay. cannot. It was an external display. No, there's too much. Excuse me. There's too much crap all over the place. You got the laptop. You've got your your proper keyboard. You got a mouse. You've got another display. Why don't I just get a desktop computer? No. The laptop, laptop, I have one. I'm using a laptop right now for this, but it's perfect for that. Whereas it's just, it's just not right for working and being productive at a desk. But I, I I actually, that's how I use mine most of the time. I use it on a desk. <laughs> but I have it closed up though and tucked behind the monitor. So no, everybody is different. And you know what? Yeah. That that's one of the things I love so much about the Apple ecosystem is that as you know, we talked about well, limited selection is not the right uh um unlike Dell, where there's too much selection, it's the just right amount of selection. But it's the just right amount of selection that each of us can choose from to create the work environment that works best for us. And that extends not only to their hardware, 
but to their software, where there are so many different ways to accomplish the same thing in macOS that we can each do it the way that works best for us. And that's what I love about the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, I agree. Go. Cool. So perhaps, let's see, we're, we're an hour and a half in. Perhaps we should take a cue from Apple and actually wrap things up early for a change. What do you guys think? Is there anything else we want to touch on today? Is there anything Just, worth readdressing with the iPhone SE, with the iPad, uh, with anything else they talked about today, other than you know, one thing, the Mac Studio and the display? One thing I'll add is uh, they did, did just uh, release uh, iOS and iPadOS 15.4 oh, release did. candidate, and uh, it is uh, they did announce that it's going to probably be uh, the final version will be released next week. Oh, okay. So they didn't release the final version today. They released no release candidate. Okay, awesome. So it's still in beta, but usually when that, when the RC comes out, uh, I would uh, Apple's track record. I would venture to say next Tuesday would be the final release. Awesome. Well, very good. Unless there's anything else to add, I think that might do it for this episode of For Macos Only. Thanks to everyone for joining us this time. Uh, remember, I do love to get your letters, so if you have any comments about the show, a tip to share, or a software or hardware problem with your Mac, you can write to me, mike at formacguysonly.com. And if you'd like to share your feedback with anyone on Team for Mac Eyes Only, our email and social network addresses can be found on the Meet Team for Mac Eyes Only page at formacguysonly.com. And uh, I'll just go around the panel here and thank everyone for joining us. Gaz, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Um, well, you can uh, go over to uh, MyMac and uh, send me an email through gaz at mymac.com or on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, and that'll be cars, cars for anybody who listens to the MyMac show. Awesome. You and have to listen to get it. So You have to listen. If you don't listen, you have to listen. Go <laughs> ahead and subscribe, folks. You're going to have a good time. That. That's the thing I like about my Mac. If you want a good time, <laughs> listen to my Mac. Yes. Speaking yeah, of good times, don't. Mac Voice is live. Chuck, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you or to participate um, in your show if they'd like to? Yeah. Um, MacVoices.com is where you can see all of our shows. Uh, Mac Voices Live happens Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are. We'd love to have you join us at YouTube.com slash TV in the chat room and uh, throw in your comments, questions, or thoughts. And on pretty much any social that you care to name, uh, you can find me as at Chuck Joyner. Thanks for having us, Mike. This was a lot of fun as always. Thanks, Chuck. And Dave, I know we can find you sometimes at Mac Voices Live, but where else can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Usually I'm on Mac Voices Live most of the time. Uh, if you, uh, you could find me at InTouchWithiOS at InTouchWithiOS.com. Um, you can also uh, find me on Twitter at DaveG65. Thanks. 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 I appreciate it. And Eric, we know the best way people can get a hold of you, but what's yes. the best way for folks to it's get a hold of you? Eric at For Mac Eyes Only. It's, that's, that's the best way. <laughs> and Chuck Chuck told us how to get a hold of him and then he hung up on us. <laughs> See Chuck. Disconnected. Got disconnected. <laughs> thanks so much for listening, everyone. And thanks to our panel. We got <laughs> Gaz, we got Dave, we got Chuck, and we've got Eric. Thanks to everyone for joining me this episode. Stay subscribed, and we'll talk to you next time. 
What a fantastic event uh, it was this time around, and some great new products announced, including the iPhone SE with 5G and an A15 Bionic chip, the iPad Air with M1 chip and option for 5G, the new Apple TV Plus announcements, including Major League Baseball's Friday Night Baseball, Coda, as well as great Mac announcements, including the M1 Ultra chip, Mac Studio desktop, and the new studio display. But with that, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, feedback at InTouchWithIOS.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS. Support the show by buying me a coffee at InTouchWithIOS.com slash coffee. We'd really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you are notified when we are live streaming on our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash DaveG65. You also go watch and listen to past shows. Visit In Touch With iOS magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped onto the list. Uh, the link is in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our show in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the ways to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsburg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. I really hope you enjoyed this special episode, and thanks for listening.